The fun begins where the highway ends. North Idaho Narratives is recorded live at the Bugle Booth, located at the end of Highway 8. Our sponsor this week is Barks and Bugles Elkspresso, located in the Old Moore's Drug Building on the corner of Highway 8 and Main. Serving coffee to meet your caffeine needs, baked goods to tame that hungry growl in your belly, and gifts to remember our small little town by. Coffee season is here, so come on in and have a cup of joe. In this episode, the girls get together and talk to Bernie. Bernie came to this town when the population was about 383. Her family came to visit the grandparents for Christmas, but they decided to stay. The funny thing was, this particular winter here in the late 1960s, the town experienced an astonishing amount of snow, a whole 96 inches. But Bernie, Wayne, and the family fell in love with the town. They stayed and developed deep roots. Even though logging companies changed, this family stayed and thrived. So Bernie, tell us about why and how you, how you moved here. We came over the Christmas of 1968. That's when my son Greg was born on the 13th of December. And my mom and dad had taken the girls while I was in the hospital. So the week after he was born, we came over to Elk River to pick up the girls and spend Christmas with them. It was unbelievable driving into Elk River. Never been here before. We thought we'd never get here. Mm -hmm. And came into town and my mom and dad owned the trailer house that Tina lives in right now. And where's that at? Is It's right next to the condos. Okay, so just down the street from the bugle booth. Right. Here. And you couldn't even see the trailer. There was 96 inches of snow on the airport that year. And uh, so we spent Christmas, and Christmas Eve, my husband, Wayne, got an offer of a job from uh, J.E. Hall, who was the logging contractor then, mm-hmm. to, uh, uh, I think he was plowing roads at that time. And so he took the job because it paid more than what he was making in Montana. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up staying. He took the job, we ended up staying, and um, the first, second week of January, we went back to Montana and got our stuff and moved over here. So you came here with 96 inches. How much snow do you think was in Montana at that time? Not 96 inches. (laughs) We lived in Darby, Mm. and there was probably maybe four feet of snow there. What was your first house like? We lived in the Teacherage, which was a converted duplex, Mm -hmm. and we had rented it. And it was terrible. It was 40 degrees below that year. All the pipes froze up. We had three little kids in that house. and uh, But it was okay. We still loved it. You know, it was 
so much different mm-hmm. than what we were used to. And yeah, so, we so lived in Dar- Darby, Montana, and the house that we lived here was the teacherage, mm-hmm. and uh, all the pipes froze up in that house. But we were still okay. The kids, we huddled around the oil stove, and um, Clayton and Esther Armitrout were the first people that ever came to our house, an older couple, mm-hmm. and they loved to play cards, and we sat in front of our oil stove and played pinochle with them. They were probably in their 70s, and, you know, and we just really loved them and had a really great time with that couple. What kind of, I remember you telling me you had a, a, a different type of cooking stove. Yeah. When we, uh, we left that place, trying to find a place to buy, mm-hmm. and so we finally got into the house that we're in now. And there was a wood cook stove in the kitchen. And so, and there was also an electric one, but the power was out a lot. Still is. In early years of Elk River when we were here. And I used that wood cook stove a lot. And um, sometimes that's all we used in the wintertime was that stove. You still have it? Yes, it's in our basement. Fact is, last week when the electricity was out, uh, we, my granddaughter, came up for St. Patrick's Day. She was going to make um, uh, corned beef mm. and cabbage, and uh, my granddaughter Brittany, and so she cooked on the wood stove. I got the fire all going for her, and she did all the cooking on the wood stove for her. That's a lot of finesse to that, isn't that? Well, you know, got to know which lever to pull up and which one to put down. And uh, her husband, Patrick, is from Finland, mm-hmm. and he was just fascinated with it. And so he stayed in the basement with me and kept that fire going. And we talked a lot about wood stoves and their origin and how the pioneers used to uh, bring them across with their wagon trains and... Uh, stop in the middle of their destination and go find cow pies to burn in the stoves as fuel. So um, he was fascinating. He loved it. So your first year here had 96... Was there a lot of flooding that spring with all that? No. So it just melted? No. I don't remember a lot of flooding. Maybe the hot ponds and got a little high and stuff. Were the roads... Um, dirt then? Well, there's a lot of them are still Oh, dirt. yeah. When we moved here, there was no pavement. Everything was dirt from Bowville. And you were telling me once about your, your basement. Didn't have a floor and had clay. <laughs> yes. When we moved into that house, um, the water seeped in from everywhere. Still does. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's... It had flooded so bad that year that John Morris, who lives on the corner there where Tim lives now, uh, Wayne had opened the basement door and the water just went rushing out of the basement. And John came running over and he says, Wayne, what happened? Do you have a pipe leak? Or Wayne told him, no, I just opened the basement door. He thought we were 
everything that was in the basement went down to his place. <laughs> well, then, when did you put your new, did you put a, you have a, in now. 19, about 1978, I think we put a full basement floor in it. Because mm -hmm. a lot of these houses are still not on foundations, is that true? Or? Right, that's true. Yeah, yeah, they're, uh, some of them are still on wood or just um, cement blocks. Because so. it, it, was that because the, it grew so fast during logging they just pulled houses in here or this? A lot of the uh, housing, the house that we live in mm -hmm. belonged to the banker. Mm. And so he... Was a, he put cement walls and everything in it, but not a cement floor. Mm. The only thing that was on cement was our, uh, what used to be a coal furnace, mm -hmm. and uh, they converted it to wood, and that was the only thing in the basement that was on concrete. Oh, everything else was dirt so or mud. <laughs> so you, when you moved here in nine, with the ninety-six inches of snow, what did you? What made you want to stay? What exactly made you want to stay in this small little town in this in the late sixties? Well, at that time, there were a lot of people here. The school had over a hundred students, mm -hmm. and uh, the kids loved it. And that was K through twelve, right? Yes, okay. right, and. Uh, there was no first grade? There was no kindergarten. Well, oh, not right away. Not right away. No kindergarten. Did, did you go here? The first, did you go here? Mm -hmm. What year did you start? First grade. First grade? Yeah, see? Yeah. That's why you brought the daughter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. Mom. Okay. Yeah, right. So first through 12. Yeah. And then when um, we added kindergarten later at a half a day, mm -hmm. and I think uh, Marilyn Davis taught kindergarten Mm -hmm. When my Brett, my son, youngest son Brad, started mm -hmm. kindergarten, and um, so what was your question now? Well, what brought you here? It was the it was the smaller town. Oh, there were a lot of people. Yeah, it was it, just a really great community, very close. You know, you could let your kids out to play, and everybody in town took care of them. I think they still do that. They still, it's, do, that. They still yeah, do that here. Right. Right yeah. And um, the school was good. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of adventures in the school. Does it make you kind of sad to see the school, what it looks now? Yes. It makes me really sad to see it falling apart like it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I was um, the business manager at the school when we consolidated with Troy Deary. I tried area. And it, what was, year was that? 1990. 1989. 1989 was the last year we had a class, and we had one senior that year. Mm -hmm. Chrissy Kennard. She yes. was our, your token senior. Mm -hmm. And um, her dad still lives here. Yes, Kennard. Oh, okay. Uh, cabinets. Oh, okay. Yeah. On Main, that's Main Street? Uh-huh. Okay. So you just you just moved here, and the snow wasn't an issue. Well, Montana. No. Oh, Wayne was a logger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then uh, in '74, J.E. Hall went bankrupt, mm -hmm. and that's when the big exodus happened. In oh, that river. how long do you know how long J.D. Hall was here? 
I I don't know how long he was here, but he had to have been. Um, Potlatch and Diamond never came in until he left. Okay. Warehouser was here. Okay. But um, I really don't know. He was here before we got here. So. Okay. Now we're t I was trying to look up some of the history on Elk River, and that's something, I mean, I guess there were, Babe was saying, there were a lot of um, houses around in the woods, a lot of um, right. homesteads, mm -hmm. and Elk River was originally a homestead here, and then up, maybe it was J.D. Hall came in and bought the homestead. And, yeah. But yeah, it's kind of iffy. Did, were you here? Did they still have the, at beginning, the train? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The train was still here. Did you ever take it from here into town or just? No, it was pretty much just hauling logs. Just hauling logs. Here. We would go to town once a month because the, it's just a long drive. And town would be Moscow? Right. Mm -hmm. Or Lewiston. Mm -hmm. Whichever we chose to go grocery shopping. But once a, once a month. Yeah, were the roads still dirt going out? Eight? Uh-huh. When did I they could, pave eight? In 74, they put... Uh, a road, uh, part of the road from Beauville mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. And then I think the next year they put uh, from Elk River out, there was a section in the middle that mm -hmm. didn't get paved. Then they put the million dollar bridge in. That's the one out there where uh, all the potholes are. The, <laughs> potholes. the train, yeah, mm -hmm. right. The train was supposed to go under it. Mm -hmm. Well, they put that bridge in, and then they took the train out. Well, that's that's a million dollar bridge. Million dollar. Yeah. Well, just like Granddad Bridge. Exactly. Granddad Bridge, okay. It's dirt, and then there's a beautiful bridge. We will hear from Bernie in future episodes. But if you're wondering what's going on in town this summer, please check out Elk River's Parks and Rec Facebook page. Also, you can look on our Bugle Booth page or Barks and Bugles Expresso. So come and see us at the end of Highway 8.